Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA. So glad you've joined us. Wherever you find your podcast, we are there and I am thrilled to have a dear friend back. He was our top podcast of 2021 and I have a feeling he's going to start 2022 strong for us and that would be dental's pharmacology expert, Tom Viola. Tom, how are you, man? Kevin, it's good to hear your voice again, my friend. It's been too long. I'm glad we finally got back together again to do some more of these podcasts. You know how much I love doing them, so it's great stuff. Dude, absolutely. Yes. I'm thrilled. You know, thrilled to hear your voice. I'm excited. And I, you know, just uh, found out I could see you in Boston at Yankee Dental in a couple of weeks. Yes, so it's gonna be fantastic, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll finally be able to share that beverage we've been talking about for the last two years. So. <laughs> the podcast listeners are going, "Thank God, <laughs> finally." Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you know, with with the virus, with everything that, that keeps changing and keeps happening in our, in our society, you know, there, I think back to the very start and there was all the talk about the hand sanitizer and still that's a very hot commodity, I know. But you've run across something uh, with hand sanitizer and allergens that I know you wanted to pass along. Yep. So I wanted to make sure that our, our uh, listeners knew about uh, recent information that's come out from the North American Contact Dermatitis Group. Uh, they're an independent group that really looks at the different formulations of over-the-counter products that are out there that may contain what they consider to be things that are sensitizers or things that are potentially allergens. Uh, and they actually have a list of, of, of allergens that they are found regularly found in products. Now, normally, I guess you, I, and probably everyone in dentistry would feel that a a hand sanitizer is essentially just what it is. It's basically just alcohol, right, as, a, as an antiseptic. Uh, but it turns out that um, the group that did the study found out that, uh, well, yeah, a lot of them do contain alcohol, as, as we normally would uh, find. Um, they do contain other things like vitamin E, tocopherol. Uh, so tocopherol, for example, has a very low allergenic potential, uh, like a sensitization rate of 0.7%. But 60% but of the products that they examined contain ingredients with a sensitization rate of 1% or higher. So that means that, that the fragrances and some other products uh, uh, that are normally even not listed on the label are in the product itself. And, you know, I, I know for so long, you know, I, I live here in Colorado, and I know there were a lot of the distilleries and breweries that actually turned toward making hand sanitizer in the very start with that high alcohol content and everything else. And I think we were so desperate to get sanitizer from wherever, we didn't think about what else might be in there. So this is pretty interesting information. Oh yeah, and, and this was, it's, it, to me, it's probably one of the most uh, underrated uh, pieces of information I've read because um, there was 160 um, highly reviewed hand sanitizers that were sold online in May of 2021 by stores you'll recognize, Walmart, Target, Amazon, Walgreens, and CVS. So these are things that I'm sure our patients are either purchasing or stocking up on, as you said, early on, and are still using them because, you know, hand sanitizer can last a while. Now, of course, we know they all contain the active ingredient that's listed, right? Uh, isopropyl or, or ethyl alcohol, typically. But, for example, um, other things were not listed. And so when they published their, their, their information in the Journal of the American Academy of Dermatology, one of the things they found out was, again, products that were listed as as no fragrance had fragrances. Uh, products that said dermatologist recommended or hypoallergenic actually had things that, that can cause allergy. 
And, and so really their overall opinion is that the phrases dermatologist recommended or hypoallergenic really don't mean anything. They have no relationship to any mm -hmm. regulatory authority. And, that, and that's what I wanted to make sure we, we hit home today was that these products are out there, but there's, there may be very little oversight as to what these products actually contain. And you may remember uh, in, back in 2020, uh, a hand sanitizer that was sold pretty, pretty extensively actually contained uh, a toxic ingredient that had to be recalled. So this is something that I think the hygienists and assistants need to know so that uh, when they're out there, if a potential uh, request comes in for, you know, what's a great hand sanitizer or what do you use, you know, so I, I, yeah. that they know to, to what the, the product that they're recommending contains. And, and I guess I automatically go to, you know, right after we're done with this podcast, I'm going for my hygiene visit and, and I'm sure they will offer me sanitizer and everything. It's as soon as I come into the practice, if I'm a practice, what do I need to kind of be, be watching or what are some warning signs you think? Well, the authors of the study, uh, both, both recommended uh, 10 different, uh, sanitizers that they felt, uh, really did not have any of those allergens and really were true to the label. And, and so one of them was called Hello Bello, another one Sanitize RX, uh, another one was called uh, Suave. So there's a few out there. The bottom line is it's, it's important to check the label, but it's also important to get some feedback from your, your, your family, if your family uses it, um, and your patients as well. If they've used a particular hand sanitizer that, that is very irritating to them, they may stop using hand sanitizer thinking, well, if this hand sanitizer irritates me, they all do. Uh, when in reality, yeah. it's, a, it's that particular product with that particular allergen, but it's just not listed on the label. It's, it's really interesting because, again, it's not something I would have ever thought about. You know, in, in my mind, sanitizer is sanitizer, but I also know I don't have a lot of allergies like a lot of folks do. So this is something we definitely have to keep in mind. And, and as a side note, uh, Kevin, you know that hand sanitizer has always had that specter in the background of a potential abuse because those that contain ethyl alcohol, well, as you might imagine, kids can go online, and not just kids, anybody can go online and, and find some information on how to get the ethyl alcohol out of the hand sanitizer and so make themselves a little cocktail with uh, the alcohol they've extracted. So. Um, it, 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 it turns out it could actually be used as a, as a substance of abuse as well. And so we just want to make sure that uh, we're doing the right thing by our patients by recommending products that are as pure as possible, that don't contain allergens that have sensitization rates, you know, even in the, in the low 0.7 to 1% range, uh, but also making sure that uh, our patients continue to use hand sanitizer because it's our best defense right now with this virus that just keeps coming back in wave after wave after wave. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking whenever you and I reconnected, you know, it's, it's been a little bit since we chatted and, and it feels like things have changed, but not really. It's, you know, right. and, and I know it's a frustration for all of us for sure. So you, you mentioned online and I've got to ask you about something else that you and I talked about before <laughs> we went on the sure. air. Uh, you know, TikTok, it seems to always keep popping back up. And apparently there's a new trend on TikTok that dental professionals probably should know about. Is that right? Absolutely. And it's something that, you know, I regularly don't look at TikTok. I really don't have anything that uh, I can put on TikTok because I'm not a good dancer. So uh, therefore, <laughs> I've got no reason to be on there whatsoever. I do, you know, eventually uh, get on and just take a look to see what's out there and, and what trends. And there have been some disturbing trends in TikTok, n not, not to their discredit. They, when they develop uh, content or when other people develop content for them and they see trends that 
are disturbing or could be uh, harmful, uh, TikTok's pretty uh, aggressive in taking them down as quickly as possible. But one of the things that's been posted on TikTok by quite a few sources and actually has, has not been taken down yet, as a matter of fact, it's been getting uh, some acclaim, is this idea of taping your mouth shut to combat snoring. Uh, hmm. So this is using like uh, hypoallergenic tape, you know, like the stuff you might use like paper tape or, or fabric tape you might use for a dressing on a wound, but instead use it to tape your mouth shut so that you have no choice but to breathe through your nose. And the thought process there is that that shuts down things like sleeping and might actually Im improve uh, sleep apnea uh, and it, it may actually help people uh, breathe better during the night because their mouth doesn't fall open while they're sleeping. I don't, I, I see where people think that might be helpful, but my goodness, my head goes in such the opposite way, especially the times you and I have talked about apnea and, and obviously how dangerous that is. And I, I, it scares me the things that are out there. And this is definitely one of those. Well, yeah, because think about the subconscious effect of having your mouth taped shut while you're sleeping. You know, yeah. That can impact your sleep negatively. It could increase anxiety. Uh, it could even interfere with breathing, especially in children who typically have stuffy noses. So if you can't breathe through your nose and your mouth is taped shut while you're sleeping, that, that could be a that could simply be a problem of no air getting in whatsoever. And then, and keep in mind also, if you're using this taping routine as a way to uh, treat obstructive sleep apnea, remember those are oral appliances that we use to treat sleep apnea are designed to bring the lower jaw forward to keep the airway open. Taping just basically keeps the mouth closed so that the jaw doesn't rotate forward and the airway can still close and that can lead to more apnea. And and I know so many of our assistants who listen to this podcast, they are on TikTok. I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. And, and I know that if you're seeing this, this is obviously something that you've got to think about. My patients could be doing this. And as a, as a healthcare professional, I think you've got to be prepared to say that's not the right approach. Well, that's the thing. Some dentists actually uh, have, have said that they've resorted to taping their own mouth shut to improve sleep. Mm. Uh, but they, they, <laughs> the funny part is they advocate applying just enough porous tape to train the jaw to stay closed, but allow at least a gap for air to get through. So in other words, do not create the hermetic seal with the duct tape. But again, I get why it's easy and it's low cost and it doesn't really require a sure. sleep study. But I don't know if we're doing ourselves and our patients more harm by advocating that, hey, let's give it a try and see. We really need to, to get a sleep study done and find out what's causing the, the apnea to begin with. I, I think about all the do-it-yourself dental things that came out during the pandemic and none of them ended very well, it doesn't seem like. And, and in my mind, this is another one that's going down that path, it seems. Yeah, I'm not taping my mouth shut anytime soon. I know people want me to tape my mouth shut when I speak, but uh, not when I'm sleeping. Yeah. yeah, I'm keeping Dane off TikTok right now, I'm just gonna tell you, because uh, we can't have that at our house for sure. So. Yeah, if your significant uh, other is taping your mouth shut, that could be a problem, yes, I, I understand. That's a, that's a huge issue. Well, you know, from sanitizer to mouth taping, uh, you know, Tom, as always, you're a wealth of information, my friend, and it's always good to, to hear your voice. And, and I love that you, 
you know, even when you and I are, are a little further apart, it's nice to know you're staying on top of everything and letting your audiences know exactly what's going on out well, there. Well, listen, I'm not the only one, my friend. You've got a pretty great presence out there yourself, and you stay on top of the situations uh, out there as well. So it's a, it's a pleasure working with you because I always learn as much from you as uh, you may learn from me. So thank yeah. you, my friend. Yeah. Rising tide lifts all boats, yes, right? Friend. You know, it's one of those yes. things. So, and, But let's make sure people know how to get a hold of you. It's 2022, and people I know have dental pharmacology resolutions as well that, that you can help them with. <laughs> I hope they do anyway, yes. Yeah. So if you've got a resolution out there, you want to learn more about pharmacology this year, check me out on my website. It's TomViola.com, T-O-M-V-I-O-L-A.com. You can find me everywhere on social media at Pharmacology Declassified. And uh, check me out uh, in either one of those two places or come see me speak. I'm at almost all of every uh, major dental meeting this year. So uh, come out and say hi, and I'd love to meet you personally. That would be awesome. Boston and Chicago. I'm looking forward to seeing you at Yankee Dental and Midwinter, my friend. That'll be tremendous. Same here, buddy. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, Tom, for joining us. And thanks to all of you for listening to this episode. We so appreciate your support, your listens. Make sure your colleagues know about this podcast. We are bringing the experts in the industry to you to tell you about the latest trends and the things that you need to know when helping your patients maximize their oral health. But for now, it's Kevin Henry, co-founder of Ignite DA and the host of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast, signing off, wishing you great success ahead. And as always, together we rise.